It's Monday, Chaf Zayin Elul, Taf Shin, Ayin Dalit, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Yoni Genut with Shai Gabso off of Yoni Genut's album Ot La Ot. Words from the Amino Raim liturgy. It's coming up. Yes, just a few days. Rosh Hashanah. Every creation will know that you have created it. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Welcome, welcome one and all to this final show of, uh, of the uh, year 5774. Very happy that you're here with us. And yeah, I don't know, you may be listening to this uh, show next year in 5775 via the uh, podcasts. We are here live every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern Time, 4 PM Israel Time. And around the world, wherever you are, at whatever time it is. And as we mentioned, you can podcast us. Go to the iTunes store. Just uh, search for Nachum Siegel Network or the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. And um, you can subscribe to the podcasts. Or you can go online to NachumSiegel.com where you have tons of great programming, including this one. And you can hear all, all our shows going back uh, almost two years. Um, we will... Um, we're live, and as uh, as a live program, we have the advantage of uh, of bringing you the latest. And uh, one of the uh, latest pieces of news from Israel is the death of a legendary spy, a legendary Mossad operative by the name of Mike Harari, and we'll tell you a lot about him coming up soon. Wow, he had such an amazing life. I mean, this is the stuff movies are made of, and movies were made of. Um, parts of the life of Mike Harari. You don't want to miss that. Later on in the show also, we have a recorded message from uh, Racheli Frankel, message for the uh, new year. Um, of course, she became famous when her son was kidnapped, her son Naftali. Naftali Frankel was one of the three boys that were kidnapped and killed. And uh, her message is, is moving. Without a doubt, we have uh, other great music, much of which is from the uh, Rosh Hashanah uh, Yom Kippur liturgy. It is um, seasonally appropriate. And we have two brand new releases came out last week. They are re- redoing old classics, but very differently. One is a uh, fast rendition of what was a slow song. <laughs> One is a slow rendition of what was a fast song. Very cute. Um, we're going to continue here with um, the song Adonis Lichot is done by David Daor and a huge Philharmonic Orchestra. Uh, this is probably the most famous of the Spartak Slichot, which has become uh, well-known, totally ubiquitous. Everyone in Israel knows this song, and I think uh, by now most people here where I am, at least in America, know it as well. Adonis Lichot. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
David Daor, live performance. Adon Hasilichot. Well, without a question, uh, the most popular melody tune for the Slichot season in Israel, without a doubt. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us a part of your day, wherever you are. As we approach this uh, new year, we wish everybody Shana Tova. Last week, we uh, spoke about the death of Yitzchak Chofi, a uh, person who uh, spent his life from his teen years until he retired, defending the uh, state of Israel and the people of Israel. This week, last night in fact, we were informed about the death of Mike Harari, less known because Mike Harari spent most of his life in the Mossad. And uh, he was a legendary Mossad agent. Uh, some of you may be familiar with the author Daniel Silva. He's written, I believe, 13 novels, spy thrillers. And he created a uh, Mossad super spy called, uh, who he calls Gabriel Alone. In fact, yesterday he was on uh, Fox News Sunday. Daniel Silva was, not Gabriel alone, who's a fictional character. Uh, Daniel Silva was the person of the week discussing a, a new book which he released, another in the series of the Gabriel alone um, spy thrillers. And um, I have to assume, uh, it's more than just an assumption, that the fictional character, this Gabriel alone, this super spy Mossad agent, is based on uh, some real people. And without a doubt, without a doubt, my Karari uh, was one of them. Um, Mike Harari is one of those people who dedicated their life to protect the Jewish people. From the age of 16, when he uh, decided to uh, flunk out of school, I guess you would call it, and joined the Palmach, he did so when he saw the body of the legendary leader of the Lechi, Yair Stern, Avraham Yair Stern, being taken out of the home in Tel Aviv where the British police had shot him, that, that gave Mike Harari the resolve that he needed to do something. And so uh, at the age of 16, before the creation of the State of Israel, he joined the Palmach. He was arrested by the British three times and uh, became very adept at, at um, being able to break out of uh, their prisons. He spoke five languages, was sent to Europe as part of what was called the Mossad L'Aliyah Bet, which was an organization that, after World War II, helped the displaced persons, the Jewish refugees who survived the Holocaust, helped them get to Eretz Yisrael. I'm proud to say that my father, Allah Shalom, was also a member of that group of people who were running around Europe working tirelessly to um, help get those displaced persons, the refugees, to the land of Israel where they wanted to go. He, um, Mike Harari, the Mossad super spy, we'll call him, in 65, he uh, took over the famous Caesarea unit of the Mossad and um, 
I think that's when he started becoming famous because a lot of famous operations, things that we know about and tons of things that we don't know about were, were done by this unit. I'm going to read to you a little bit from an article by Ronen Bergman of Yediot Achonot. Ronen Bergman is probably the, uh, the journalist in Israel with the, um, the widest knowledge of the insides of the Mossad. And uh, he has scooped and exposed many, uh, many, 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 many <laughs> things that the state of Israel maybe would have preferred that he didn't expose. Um, and he got to interview Mike Harari. And he writes that um, Ronan Bergman does, The following story has already become a part of the mythology of Kesaria, the Mossad's special operations division. On the eve of the assassination of one of the leaders of the Palestinian terror groups in Europe, in the wake of the murder of Israeli athletes at the Munich Olympics in 1972, the head of the Kesaria division, Mike Harari, went over to speak to one of his operatives. And he says to him, you know, it's your anniversary today. I know that it slipped your mind under the pressure of the upcoming operation, but don't worry, I've already sent a bouquet of flowers for you to your wife in Israel. This story, it's, it's just a, an example of one of the virtues that turned Harari into a living legend. Together with his uncompromising attention to detail, his operational resolve, his knowledge of the field, and his willingness to stand shoulder to shoulder with, with the operatives in the field, Harari was also seen as a well-liked commander. Although he retired from the Mossad in 1980, his charges continued to consult him until the very end. He passed away this yesterday at the age of 87. He was born, as we said, in Tel Aviv. He found his way into the field of intelligence and was stationed in Europe as part of the Mossad al-Yabed, as we mentioned. After the State of Israel was established, he served in various positions, part of the Shin Bet, and he uncovered a lot of listening devices in Israeli missions, and the KGB, the KGB tried to poison him, which is pretty amazing, and Harari survived that and continued on to a career in the Mossad. He recruited agents into Mossad, and um, revolutionized the Kesaria unit, which, which they call the Holy of Holies, if you will, Ahavdil of the Mossad. Many of you know the story that was portrayed in Steven Spielberg's movie Munich, a movie that I don't necessarily recommend. After the massacre of the Israeli athletes, the 11 athletes in September, of 1972, I believe it was, in the Munich Olympics, Golda Meir, the then Prime Minister, gave the Mossad an order. And the order was, kill every terrorist who was responsible, who had a part in the massacre of the Israeli um, athletes, Olympic athletes. This was an insanely complicated mission, there were, I believe, 12 people who the Israelis were able to to uh, knock off throughout Europe in different places using different methods. Um, the only reason, ultimately, that the 
mission was stopped and not didn't didn't end. There was one person left who wasn't killed. Was because there was a botched operation where they thought they were killing a terror leader, Ali Hassan Salame. In fact, this arch terrorist, Ali Hassan Salama, misled the Mossad. He he led them into a trap and they ended up killing somebody who looked like him, but he was a totally innocent man, a waiter by the name of Ahmad Bukhiki. And this happened in the uh, city of Lillehammer in Norway and it became a very famous uh, case. In fact, the Norwegian police arrested the Mossad agents. Some of them ended up sitting in jail. Um, and that's one of the few botched operations, ones that we know about. But um, the fact is that they killed almost all of these um, terrorists. Um, N. Bergman writes that Harari was a commanding officer fe- feared by all. He was as much of a stickler for detail when it came to appearance of his people in the field down to the level of what suit they wore and what cologne they put on. And he was that kind of stickler when it came, obviously, to operational details in every mission as well. And it was this meticulous attention to detail that served as a foundation for the dizzying success of Caesarea, as he says, in an endless number of operations, most of which have yet to be made public. We, there are only few that we know about. As I mentioned, the Munich terrorists, the other, by the way, that we know about that he was involved in, Personally, Mike Harari was the rescue at Entebbe. Mike Harari was there and was involved very much in the planning stages and the carrying out of the rescue at Entebbe. I told you, this guy is the, is the stuff that movies and spy thrillers are made of. Um, in 1970, in 1970, he came, I'll read it to you through Ronen Bergman's eyes. Harari's ability to target a very senior Middle Eastern figure in September of 1970. In the end, then Prime Minister Golda Meir didn't sanction the hit, but Harari had proved it was possible. His people got within a shot's distance from the individual whose elimination Harari believed would have altered the course of history of the Middle East. I assume that he's talking about Yasser Arafat. And um, at the end of his life, after he left the Mossad, and this is a little bit of a uh, also a stain, so to speak, that's left on his reputation, left the Mossad, and as a civilian in the 1980s, he was asked to maintain the secret ties between Israel and Panama that was led at that point by the dictator Manuel Noriega. He ended up entangled in the conflict between the United States and Panama, which led the U.S. to invade Panama, and to apprehend Noriega. Harari escaped by the skin of his teeth, but remained branded by insinuations that he had been involved in some way in the shady dealings of the Panamanian dictator. And um, he was branded to the extent, I believe, he doesn't write this one in Bergman, but that he, he became a persona non grata in the United States. He was not allowed to uh, enter the United States after that. In April, with the publication of his biography, um, the Master of Operations by Aaron Klein. Harari gave an interview to Idiot. It was the only interview, by the way, that he ever gave. On display in his living room is a pistol he received on his retirement from the Mossad. It is the pistol that was used in many of the assassinations, assassination operations in Europe. 
But when we photographed him for the exclusive interview, Harari made sure the weapon wasn't in the frame. We were never killers. We did what we had to do to defend the state of Israel, says Mike Harari. May his memory be a blessed one. And if you are inspired by the story of Mike Harari, if you want to be a Mossad agent yourself, you want to try your hand at that, the Mossad opened their own website. We'll post a link on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. We spent a lot of time talking about Mike Harari, but I believe that a man who contributed so much to the defense of the state of Israel and the people of Israel deserves our attention. And I assume that most people, surely most people outside of Israel, but even within Israel, weren't so aware of his name as as Mossad agents usually are rather quiet and behind the scenes. We're going to go to Yitzhak Dadia, Yitzhak Dadia, with En Yehush Ba'olam. There is no such a thing as Yehush. Don't despair. No despair in the world. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Never despair. Mitzvah gadol aliot besimcha tamid. It is a mitzvah to always be joyous. And let us hope that the coming new year brings us many reasons to be joyous. For us, for Jews around the world, uh, as we enter the new year. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. The Israel Show is sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, an amazing organization that provides Olim with need-based financial aid, employment resources, assistance with governmental absorption, and community-based guidance. And it makes each individual's aliyah as successful as possible. It's, it's an organization that was needed for many, many years and wasn't around. And thankfully, the uh, Tony Gelbard and Rabbi Fass took, took the bull by the horns. They took the initiative and have revolutionized the Jewish world. Nefesh Benefesh charter flights, these specially commissioned El Al planes where the entire flight is reserved for Olim from the United States, these, these charter flights are legendary as the Olim arrive in Israel greeted by cheering crowds and, and dignitaries and, and music, and uh, it's just amazing, amazing, amazing. Nefesh Benefesh has made Aliyah in an in thing for Jews in America. For detailed information, visit their website, www.nbn.org.il, www.nbn.org.il. The Israel Show is very, very proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, and I take this opportunity on Erev Rosh Hashanah to thank them very much for their support and their sponsorship and for what they do on behalf of the Jewish people. This summer was a very difficult summer for the Jewish people. The kidnapping of the three young men, their murder, the uh, war in Aza has not been an easy time. One of the people that we got to meet, I would say a hero, but not by her own choice, was Racheli Frankel, the mother of Naftali Frankel, Hashem Yikom Damo, who has emerged as an amazing leader, a woman with tremendous strength, and um, I would say a form of charisma, that is leadership, that is very hard to find. She recorded a Shana uh, Tova message. Embedded in it is also some of the news reports that um, one heard around the world about the kidnapping of her son and the other two boys. And we'll follow that, her message, with a new version of Bashana Haba'a. Bashana Haba'a was an iconic song written by Yehud Manor Zichon and Noid Hirsch wrote the words, fast, upbeat song. During this war, during the war in Gaza, Tzuk Eitan, two people, Ben Tzuk, that's funny that his name is Tzuk also, and Nimrod Margalit, were drafted and were uh, part of the fighting forces. During a break, they uh, recorded this version of the song. They got the blessing of Nurid Hirsch, who wrote the words, and the family of Ehud Manor Zichon and released it just a few days ago. It is a slow version of Bashan and they say that they um, they hope and wish, with the release of this song, that we have quieter, more serene days ahead. So um, 
you have it here, Racheli Frankel, Shana Tova Wish, followed by the new version of Bashana Abba'a. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My 16-year-old son, Naftali, sends us a text and says he's on his way home. Next thing we know, we're in the middle of the most surreal situation. Three Israeli teens disappeared. Abducted, quote, by a terrorist organization. The Israeli army staged huge security sweeps looking for the missing teenagers. The country has really been riveted on this story. People gather to call for the safe release of three teenage boys. We just want them back in our homes, in their beds. We just want to hug them again. Authorities believe those boys are now dead. The bodies of three missing Israeli teens have been found. Israel is mourning as funerals were held for the three teens. The grief and outrage over these murders tonight in Israel is extraordinary. Those 18 days, they were filled with the darkest hours, but also amazing hours. We discovered our family, our friends, our community, our country, our people. People all over the world had thousands of grassroots initiatives. I spoke to people in Cape Town, in Kathmandu, in Australia. There were delegations from all over North America, Europe. People all over were saying, these are not just your boys, these are our children. Sometimes I ask myself, was this just an illusion? And I have this image of a person walking in the dark, and it's raining, and they're stumbling, and they're figuring out their way, don't see anything. And then for a second, there's lightning. And in that lightning, they see the reality of their surroundings. It helps them guide their way. We had days and days of lightning. It's no illusion. What we saw about ourselves, we're part of something huge. We're part of a people, of a true family. That's for real. Somebody called our home and said, you know, I'm considered a non-affiliated Jew. I want to tell you, I feel so affiliated. Cain asks, am I my brother's keeper? I think our answer came out loud and clear. We are one family, and I am my brother's keeper. It's no illusion. Even if day-to-day life doesn't feel like this, what we saw was real. Rosh Hashanah is coming up. Let's all choose an act, large or small, to keep the spirit of those days alive. It was said, we went out searching for the boys and we discovered ourselves. Oh, 
Yeah, it's weird, weird to hear that song in that way. But, um, hey, them's the blues. That was uh, the new version just released by Ben Sook and Nimrod Margalit of Bashanah My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Later on in the day, we'll post to our Facebook page links of uh, some of the songs that we played, some of the uh, stories that we read, the link to... Uh, the Mossad, if you want to try and join up with them, and um, you would start at that link. I would really suggest that if you're an Israeli, you do so. But if you're an American, I don't think it's going to work too well. 
And as we stand on the precipice of a new year of tough shin, ayin, hey, we can look back at some of the numbers of tough shin, ayin, dalid in Israel. So on this era of Rosh Hashanah, according to the um, National Statistics Bureau in Israel, there are 8,252,500 residents in Israel, of which 6,186,000 approximately are Jewish, and they represent 75% of the population. 1,683,000 approximately are Arab. They represent 20.7% of the population, and then there are another 347,000, about 4% of miscellaneous whether it's Jews, Cherkes, Christians, various different um, denominations. In the year, Tavshin Ayin Dalid, I love it that in Israel these statistics are for the Hebrew year. Isn't that great? Like, it's Erev, Erev the new year. You know, and the wrap-ups and the roundups, and of course in Chutzlaretz we don't usually do it at the end of December, and I love that in Israel we do it now on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Um, so in Tavshanai and Dalid, minus these last few days, 90,646 boys were born, 90,646, while girls, there were 85,584. So we're missing about 4,500 girls in order for there to be uh, enough of, uh, of a, shi- a shidduch scene, proper shidduch uh, situation. What are the most popular Jewish names? In Tufshin Ayin Dalid. This was this is shocking to me because in Israel they uh, usually use more. I would say less traditional names. And uh, the number one name for boys is Yosef or Yosef, and the number one name for girls is Tamar. So let's do like the top ten for boys: Yosef, Daniel, Uri, Itai, Omer, Adam, Noam. Ariel, Eitan, and David. Ariel, I like that. And for girls, it's Tamar, Noah, Shira, Edel, Talia, Yael, Lian, Miriam, Maya, and Avigail. Interesting mix, right? Interesting mix of new and old. More music from the Yemim, for the Yemim Noraim. This is Yonatan uh, Razel with Nach Besar here on the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Nach besar Nach 
from his album Ben Hatzlilim. We're going to end off uh, this week's show. Last week we ended off with Et Sha'arei Ratzon Lehipateach Ha'oket Ha'nekad Vahamizbeach which is uh, one of the more popular, one of the, the central piyutim in the Sephardic liturgy which most Ashkenazim have never heard of. And this week we're going to end with Netana Tokef which is a main piece of the Ashkenazic liturgy probably one of the highest Moments during the Amim Noraim, and interestingly enough, most Sephardim never heard of it because they don't have that piyut in their liturgy. Um, it's it's interesting how that happens. Natan, this Natan Tokef that we're going to play, um, well, probably one of the few in history that was written by um, someone who dis- defines himself as a non-religious Jew, uh, written in memory of thirteen young men from one kibbutz who were killed in the Yom Kippur War. It incorporates within it melodies from, it incorporates within it musical styles that represent the various different um, places in the diaspora that Jews came from and uh, united in Israel. It was later recorded by Avram Fried. This is the original version of it. And we will end the show with it. Not before we say thank you. We thank you for listening. We wish you a wonderful year. We say thank you for being with us, for listening to us, for liking us on our Facebook page, for your wonderful comments, for all the likes, and I don't mean it only in the Facebook sense of likes, but you're showing us that you like what we're doing. And um, in Israel they say, the hugs that we get from our listeners, and we thank you so much for all of it. It is very important to us. It really helps us understand what it is that we're doing right, what it is that we're doing wrong, so we can correct it. Um, I personally wish you a Ktiva a year of health in all realms, a year of Parnassah, a year of Nachat, a year of fulfillment. May the past year and its curses end and may the new year and its blessings begin. I thank the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, everybody there. I don't want to start with names because I'm going to forget somebody. I thank you all for your support. And, of course, my very special thanks to my very special friend, Nachum Siegel, who will be celebrating soon. 
in two days from now, actually, yes, in two days from now, his 31st year on the air, an accomplishment that is just beyond comprehension. I thank you, Nachum, for all the opportunities you've given me and continue to do, and for all your support throughout the years. Keep it tuned to all day to the Nachum Siegel Network for great music Monday mix. Until next Monday, following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.
ושופר גדול ייתקע, וכל דממה דקה יישמע. ומלאכים יחפזו, וחילו רעדה Oh, mm-hmm. 